Storygram Network. The content and products discussed in this program have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, nor are they intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Any decisions made around your health should be discussed with your health practitioner. Welcome to Body Talk Radio. I'm your host, Heather Morgan, Health and Human Potential Master Coach and Edutainment Curator. I started Body Talk over a decade ago in order to achieve my mission of educating and inspiring millions to a healthier way of living. Body Talk Radio is more than just a radio show. It's your gateway to information and education relevant to today's most important health topics. Delivered by top thought leaders, influencers, and world changers in the health and human potential space. If you love great health talk, listen in and join the community. Get educated, get inspired, and become a healthier you. All right, everyone. I am so excited to be here today with you, and we are going to be joining, having Susan Albers, um, the author of Eating Mindfully and the new book, Hanger Management, joining us here shortly. And um, yeah, uh, we're just phasing into this new episode here, and I'm glad that you're all joining me today. Um, Susan Albers has been on the show with us in the past, and so we're super, super excited to have her back on with us today to talk about her new book, Hanger Management. What a, seriously, is that not the best name ever? Hanger Management? Oh my goodness. Yeah, we're just so excited to have her joining us here shortly. She'll be calling in. But meanwhile, I wanted to make sure everybody knows we've got a lot of activity going on um, over on our page on Facebook. So don't forget to give us a like. Go visit us on Facebook at Body Talk Radio on Facebook. There's lots of exciting stuff that we post up there, not just um, announcements of who our guests are and those types of things, but also um, just, you know, lots of health tips, things that are going on in the community, things that we're sharing from all of the great experts that we interview here on the show. So definitely uh, make sure you check us out over there. Also go to the website if you want to submit some questions, which we have some questions today for Dr. Albers, and I'm super excited to to have her call in so that we can ask her those questions and, and just share with you all this exciting new book, Hanger Management. I don't know about you, but um, I could use a little hanger management and, you know, how we eat, what we eat, when we eat, those types of things. It's all very personal, personal, and it is all very... Um, it is all, I guess, there's so much you can do to to manage um, how you fuel your body because how you fuel your body directly correlates to how you're going to feel, how you're going to perform, how you are going to oftentimes um, your mood, right? So... So I can't wait to hear a little bit more about what this book is about. But I do know that Dr. Albers has has written great books in the past, including the New York Times bestseller, Eating Mindfully. Um, and Dr. Albers has been on the show with us in the past. So we're going to hear all about her new book. If you are someone that doesn't quite have the eating thing dialed in, um, 
and you know who you are, but which would be almost everybody, I'm sure, because we're, we're all a work in progress, right? And, and your, your biochemical needs, your metabolic needs can actually change and vary with your levels of stress, your age, um, you know, different things maybe going on in your life. Maybe you've been exposed to a virus or bacteria or something like that. And, and, and what happens is your body's need for fuel changes. And a lot of that is really, uh, based upon, um, the body's intuitive abilities to know what it needs and to talk to you about that. That's why I call my show body talk because, our bodies are constantly either showing us or telling us through aches and pains or gosh, you know, your muffin top. There are, there are things your body's constantly telling you when something is out of balance. And when you're not eating correctly, when you're not eating correctly, your body will tell you. It could be eating foods that you're intolerant to that could give you headaches. Um, or, you know, eating, um, foods that are super high glycemic and or lots and lots of uh, starchy carbs that spike your blood sugar and then you have the crash and you have the excess belly fat over time. Um, You know, so mastering what you eat, when you eat, when you eat, and um, really how you're combining your, your macronutrients is super, super important for helping to support and manage your health. So we're going to bring Dr. Albers on to join us here. Hello, Dr. Albers. How are you today? Hello. Hi. <laughs> well, welcome back to the show. I've just been talking to the audience about um, about our last visit together here when you were on the show. We were talking about your, your New York Times bestseller, Eating Mindfully. Yay, great. Yeah, and now we're so excited to have you back to talk about your newest book, Hanger management. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to tell you all about it because I have to tell you, everybody gets hangry. Everybody gets hangry. Right? I was just saying that. Yeah, like literally, yeah. I was just saying that to the audience. Everybody gets hangry. Amazing title. So please do jump right in and tell us tell us why you wrote the book and uh, what it's sure. about. Sure. Well, hanger, if, if you don't know that term, which I'm sure many people do, but it's it's Hungry and angry smashed together. That's, that's the word, hanger. <laughs> and it's that irritable feeling that we get when we don't eat well or even, even if we are um, eating things that just are not that nutritious right. or fill us up. And then, you know, very soon after, we are hungry again. And that does mm-hmm. not make us very happy. Mm-hmm. So uh, part of the inspiration, I work with people in my office every day um, at the Cleveland Clinic. Mm-hmm. So I see people one-on-one, so we talk yeah. lots about food and eating. But also, you know, I've written several books, and this particular book was really inspired. First of all, I open up the book with a story about my, my daughter, mm-hmm. my kids, oh. because, oh, my gosh, do they get hangry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the story starts out that um, when several years ago when my daughter was just a toddler mm-hmm. and one day, I take her to church, mm-hmm. and, you know, back then when she was a toddler, I loved taking her because, mm-hmm. you know, she was so cute, and she would wave to everybody, and she would <laughs> smile, but this particular day that I took her, um, we were there in church, and all of a sudden, she starts to get a little bit fussy, and anybody, mm-hmm. any parent who, who's a parent kind of knows this, this that, that when they start to get fussy, I reached over 
into my bag snack. and I realized I had this flash that I had forgotten the snack. <laughs> forgotten the snack. She Uh-oh. has a full-on meltdown, mm. runs to the front of the church, throws herself down, and I think, mm. oh, my gosh, I'm going to be on YouTube. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such a profound moment, and I had this moment where I said to myself, you know what, this is truly the profound impact mm. that food has on our mood. And mm. that moment yes. sort of always stuck with me. Mm. And I really wanted a way to teach people about that connection between food and mood and some really easy strategies for both them, their kids and themselves to be able to hear their hunger, which is often very complicated. Mm. We can get into that. Mm. Mm-hmm. But also to find snacks and things that are easy that we can fit into our lives every day. Mm. I love it. I mean, there's just no question about it. That term, hanger management, everybody can relate to it. I mean, you know, and it's funny because we've got a lot of people that have sent in great comments about the title and, you know, our our (laughs) followers and our community seems to really, really resonate with that title, title, hanger management. And it sounds like you have put some thought into it and really helped to just kind of bring some simple solutions to it because you know in the end of the day what you eat how you eat when you eat all of those things has a drastic impact on our performance our our mood all of those things but people don't just get prepared and they don't really think about it you know and it's so true one of the studies that i talk about in the book the the book has lots of stories about myself my clients my readers But there's also a lot of studies, and one of the studies that was kind of this aha moment for me was about judges, and in this particular study, they looked at when judges made decisions and how harsh they were, and they found that they were actually harsher before lunch than after lunch, and it kind of was, it was kind of a profound moment of thinking like, wow, you know, every, everywhere we go and everything that people do, it food impacts how we function and make decisions. And I thought, gosh, Mm. you know, I'm going to be very careful of when I schedule doctor's appointments and go to the bank and, you know, when people and ask Mm. for things, ask Mm. strategically ask for things from other people, coworkers in our lives, because really if we are not at our best, then, you know, and food is food is part of that. But Mm. one of the things that is really important about why the book came out right now Mm -hmm. is because it's right before um, the new year. And so many people are thinking about dieting and but want to want to be healthier and gen, mm-hmm. genuinely healthier and have really good intentions for that. Mm-hmm. And so what this particular book does is, and unfortunately, one of the number one triggers of hanger, of course, is dieting. I, I have this client who came in the other day and was talking about how she was trying um, some fasting. You know, fasting mm-hmm. is a big dieting approach right now. She walked into work. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. She hadn't eaten anything, and all of her coworkers started to scatter like cockroaches, <laughs> you know, because she, she was so hangry from mm, the dieting. Right? And that's one of the things that I really find with my clients who try a kind of extreme diets or fad diets is that it often leads them to not being at their, desk or at their best, falling off that diet and getting really frustrated. So in the book, I talk about a very different approach this year instead of dieting of really trying more mindful eating. 
Oh, my goodness. And you're so right. The timing could not be better. I think everybody really is thinking about, oh, gosh, I've eaten too much or, oh, gosh, you know, this is the time of year where we sort of give ourselves permission to maybe have things we wouldn't normally have or just, you know, all the carbs that are involved. And, you know, just kind of coming to terms with, yeah, that's how I feel when I either eat this or don't eat this or haven't had that. And what I can do about it and and just making those connections and correlations to how we perform in a day or yes, how our children are, are going to respond or eat, like you said, negotiations, meetings, whatever that is. So, I mean, super, super simple, but yet so profound and so, so important. Yeah. You know, and, and, and parents in particular are really experts and it's very interesting with their kids of, being able to spot those signs of hanger mm-hmm. approaching, mm-hmm. you know, and they, and particularly parents of toddlers, they never leave the house without a snack ready to go because they know it's the difference between a good oh, day and a meltdown. Seriously. But, you know, but we, but we really have a harder time. It's amazing how much we can do that with our kids and our spouses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. other people. But when it comes to ourselves, what I notice is it's so much harder to decode our hunger. So I, I talk about different ways mm. that and walk people through step-by-step step that process of being able to really hear their hunger mm, <laughs> and respond that. to it. Because people often, you know, and I can understand it from years and years of dieting, of almost sometimes panic a little bit when that mm-hmm. thought goes through mm-hmm. their head, mm-hmm. I'm hungry, mm-hmm. because suddenly we have to make a decision. Mm. And, there's, and there's guilt. really overwhelmed. Yes, yeah. And guilt. All of that, right? Like, I'm hungry, Absolutely. but I shouldn't eat. Or, yeah, no, I, I, I fully, and I, I, you said hear your hunger. You know, you've said that term a couple of times, which I really, really love. And, and can you explain that a little bit more to us? And also, um, besides hear your hunger, it seems like people also um, don't know what hunger is sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, and we eat for many different Mm. reasons. 75% of our eating actually has nothing to do with physical hunger. We eat because we're bored, we're stressed, we're anxious. There are just so many other reasons that trigger our hunger. So in that decoding process of really trying to figure out, you know, am I really hungry or is this coming from a different place? And part of that is and it sounds super simple, but it's it's tricky, is taking a pause moment when you first hear that hunger knocking. And I in the book, I use a metaphor um, about hunger, that hunger is sometimes like our next-door neighbor who comes over to your house, Ooh. that hunger knocks on the door, and you kind of see from inside that hunger or that neighbor outside, you know they want something, they're knocking, and you ignore it. You don't want to come to the door. And what ends up happening, they don't go away. They see you're in there. They just knock louder. And they keep knocking louder until all of a sudden you get very frustrated and you just say, okay, whatever. I'll just give you, you know, open up, fling open the door and you can have whatever. And sometimes we do that with our hunger as well is that, you know, we try and ignore it for a while because we have to make a decision. And then finally, when we do respond, we just give, give it whatever it wants without sort of that conscious mindfulness mm. that goes into um, responding well to our hunger. So sometimes we got to slow down that process and pause it for a moment when we have that thought, I'm hungry, and see where that comes from. Is it is it really kind of a genuine physical hunger, or is it coming from a, an emotion? And it takes some time to decode that. But the good news is that it is very, very 
possible to do. And tell me, because you've written such great books in the past, and all, you know, so many of them, I mean, you're, you're, you help people have better relationships with their, their eating, correct? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so how does this sort of tie into, I guess, your previous books? Um, because I, I so, so love meeting mindfully as well. And just wonder, like, do they go together? And, and would there be, you know what I mean, sort of like a, a flow to them? Yes. So um, Eating Mindfully, I think, is really kind of the, the first book I wrote and is, I would say, a, a, a primer for um, beginners. But, it, you know, it's you can start pretty much anywhere. What I love about the, my current book, Hanger Management, and particularly is the last chapter. And I have 10 S's of mindful eating. So if you've never done any mindful eating, or, you, or you've started to try some and you feel like, you know, you um, uh, just need some sort of refresher and, re- and refinement exactly. of it, this is great for you as well. Because these 10 S's are things that we can do every day. And one of the things that makes me a little bit different, I think, is that um, I'm not a dietitian. I'm a psychologist. So all of the techniques that I talk to people about in changing that relationship to food are not about you know, don't eat this or eat that particular food. I'm not about what you eat. I'm more about the how, the how mm, you eat. So in these, sure. um, these 10 S's, I talk about behavioral strategies. So let me, let me give you an example of one that people can do today, very easy thing, but it's an example of how sometimes the way that we change the way that we eat, it changes what we eat and how we eat. So, hmm. One of the things, one of the S's is to slow down. And uh, that sounds like a very sort of simple, simple thing, but it's very challenging. Studies show that we tend to eat in tandem with people that we are eating with, even strangers. So if you sit down to eat with somebody, even a stranger, you are going to eat at the same pace as they eat because of this, what we call in psychology, mirroring effect. So one of the things is to intentionally slow down your eating, and you can do that by using your non-dominant hand. So I'm right-handed. If I take my fork from my right hand, put it into my left hand, studies show that you can reduce the speed in which you eat by about 30%. So that's pretty, that can really make a huge difference in terms of your eating. It does. Yes. You can enjoy it more, slow down. When you slow down, you enjoy food more, and you have much more control over how much you're eating. No question about it. It takes a conscious effort. And I've actually done that myself because I'm always, always doing a million things. And I know so many of us are. Um, mm-hmm. But but it it takes a conscious effort in the beginning. But once you do it, I feel like I am now more on autopilot with eating more slowly. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's like my body has adjusted somewhat to it, but especially when my kids were little, I think when when parents have small children, they're just mm-hmm. sort of grazing and just like getting you're you're starving because you're running around after your kids all day and you're just kind of you know mindlessly eating, right? And, oh, absolutely. And um and so I think just that consciousness, sitting down, slowing down your eating. And, and chewing your food more times, so you break it down more, you're going to digest it better. I just really, it's such a, a simple tip, but so, so impactful. 
Yes, and you mentioned about families, and so I have a 9 and a 13-year-old now. That's how old they are now. And really, um, you know, working, I love this approach because you can teach kids this approach as well as any any age. And with them, you know, one of the things that parents have struggled with is um, screens. Screens yes. and eating and right. screens. And so that is something that I've, I've, I, we have, we don't do that in our house. What we do is, and it took some, some effort as well, because those screens creep into our lives, is that mm. we have a, a basket that we created that's very pretty, and it's also a charging station in one mm. corner of the kitchen. So everybody comes in, and it's literally no. a habit. I mean, everybody just does this mm. automatically, plugs in their phone, puts it in the box, Brilliant. and then sits at the table. And it's funny because when they have their friends come over, they will say to them, you know, here, <laughs> You know, they'll lead them over to the box, plug it in, and it's amazing to watch just how much they yeah. have picked up mindful eating, and they almost full model it to their friends as uh, well. That's it, so it, it is possible to teach kids as well. Mm. Of course. And, you know, that's the time to do it when they're super young, because it is yeah. does get harder as they get older. Mine are now 19 and 21. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when they're around the house, it is <clears throat> it is definitely still, uh, you know, screen dominant because they are their own adults now. And mm-hmm. and we just really, really have to just do the reminders because it's so automatic for these older kids with the screens. But just that whole concept of you're training them from a very young age that it probably won't it'll it probably won't be such a big issue for them um, going forward, which is huge. That whole yes, mindful eating. We're going to really think about this and we're going to put, you know, into practice um things that are going to carry forward for for a long long time and your book your your book mindful eating is is something is a book that I think everybody should have it's such an important topic and then you know now with with hanger management I'm super excited I haven't had a chance to read it but I'm so so excited to um to really dig in and um and just obviously be able to relate and to glean mm-hmm. some tips from it mm-hmm. because it is really built around tips, right? It is. There are 45 different tips. And I, I love what you just said about about learning these skills now. I have so many um, women and particularly moms who sit in my office who talk about how much that they wish they would have had this approach early in their life, but mm. they're so excited that they can teach this to their kids. And while they're learning it, they're also, you know, teaching it to their kids as well at the same time. So Mm -hmm. it's got this ripple effect, but just the, just the heartache that it has caused for people throughout their lives, this complicated relationship with food. Mm -hmm. But once they turn that corner, oh my gosh, it's, it's almost like they can't even go back. (laughs) You know, once you shift into this mindful mindset, Yes. And you really kind of get it. It's amazing how different it is. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that was important to me is writing 45 different tips. And each of them are about two pages. So mm-hmm. you can flip through wow. the book. Yes. And which I love being a mom because I, you know, I put books in my purse and I'm in an office and I'm waiting and I flip through it and I don't have to read it from cover to cover, mm-hmm. but I can kind of flip through it and pick out different tips here and there. So I just really loved that style. I felt like it was really user-friendly for parents, for parents oh, and moms, and busy people. 
as they were, you know, they're out and about in their lives, mm. but also um, really practical things that are easy to implement. And as we said, some of them are little teeny shifts. Now, one of the other essence that I love that people can try, and I love when I give this advice or they, people read about this because I, the reaction mm. is to between each bite is to, one of the S's is to smile. Mm. And when I say that, people kind of automatically smile. And you can do any kind of smile. You know, you can do a big, right? a big like, uh, big Buddha smile. You can do a little, like, little moment with <laughs> smile, whatever, whatever works for you. But what happens in that smile moment is that it creates a pause, a pause between the next bite. And we're also thinking about that next bite before we finish the one that we even have. But to really check in with yourself and say, you know, am I satisfied here? Love this. Or should I continue? And mm. the other benefit of a smile, which I love, is that any time that we smile, what research shows, it creates this chemical reaction in our body that sends positive, you know, those positive neurotransmitters. And that's where laughing yoga works in the same way. Even if it's a fake laugh, it still creates that mm. uh, neurotransmitter response because your body recognizes a smile. And that helps to reduce emotional eating. Mm. So it has it. this added benefit of, and there's studies that actually have looked at this, the smiling as a way of helping to reduce cravings. So it's documented evidence as well. But it also works. So that's something that people can try in just one second. Literally one second to give give it a try. Okay, I love that. And when you said it, I actually smiled. Mm-hmm. And and what I thought about was just gratitude. Like if you're eating and you you smile, um, you take a moment, you pause, and you smile. It to me, it almost puts you in a in an automatic place of gratitude just for that moment for the food. You know, mm-hmm. it's sort of like instantly puts you in a place you know and it, it it just it's a pause like you said but it's a positive pause mm-hmm. i love it it is mm. and and again you can see how this is a very different approach than dieting so if you're mm-hmm. sort of fed up with the, the dieting approach mm-hmm. and really want some strategy mm-hmm. and tips and things that are grounded in psychology mm-hmm. this is really a such a different approach and it's refreshing. That's it a- is interesting when I have clients who come in about how long it takes them to almost like deprogram a little bit from the diet talk mm-hmm. because they'll say, well, are there rules I have to follow? Yeah. You know, are there, well, there are tips and strategies, but you know, there's no like, you don't have to cut out sugar. You don't have to, you know. Right. I love food. I am wow. the biggest food lover. Um, but I believe in eating the foods you love mindfully. That's really my message. And I think that the beauty of eating mindfully and the the work that you do and the, the books that you're putting out is they can go hand in hand with any program that somebody might mm-hmm. be doing or trying or maybe their physician or their practitioner has them, you know, yeah. on a calor- calorie or carbohydrate restricted yeah. you know program or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect adjunct to any diet book because it's going to really allow you to incorporate all those things that that people don't talk about when they put forward some sort of an eating program. You know, and that is that is a beautiful point, and exactly what I love about it is that. So, if, let's say you're eating gluten free, you can eat mindfully. Mm. Apply the principles of mindful eating to a gluten free lifestyle. You right. can apply it to um, if you are doing um, an autoimmune mm-hmm. diet that's been prescribed. 
So what I was, and when I say moving away from diets, I think you made a good distinction is that I'm talking about sort of these bad and extreme diets. Any kind of plan that right. you eat, um, you can apply this to. And ah, even yeah. um, like, um, like sort of um, if you eat kosher or you eat, you know, whatever kind of eating plan that you eat yeah. or you can apply it to. Mm-hmm. And like I said, kids, adults, all across the board. So, mm-hmm. and I just, I just kind of love that, that an approach that, everybody. Yes, no, I do too. And and just again, you know, having this type of focus, um, super, super important because it's just, it's, it's not out there. It's not out there in most of the books and the programs. So love it. Um, okay. So Dr. Albers, we have to take our break. Um, okay. And hear from our sponsors. But if you don't mind, just hang tight. We're going to take okay. a break for just a few minutes and everyone as well. Um, Hang along here and listen to our sponsors, and then we will be right back with Dr. Albers, author of the new book, Hanger Management, and maybe you can share some of those tips with us when we get back. Great. Okay. Oh, maybe we're not going to do a break today. They've got some changes here on our board, so... Um, We've got some studio changes here, so I guess we're just going to keep rolling. We're not going to go into a break. Even better. We get more time with Dr. Albers. Yeah, so so I mentioned earlier about possibly hearing some of the tips from your book. You have 45 tips. You did Mm -hmm. share one with us, which is the smile, which I love. Um, Mm -hmm. That alone is just so beautiful. And just think that one tip can impact somebody for the rest of their lives in such a positive way. I'm going to certainly try it. Definitely. And so another one, again, in this S category, the 10 S's, and it it sounds easy, but I would challenge anybody to really try this today, and they will notice how often that this happens, Mm -hmm. is to sit down while they eat. Now, it sounds relatively easy and simple, but I would challenge people to start being more aware of how often they are standing when they eat, mm. whether they're, they have their refrigerator open. And I've, and I've, we've all done this before. Stand in front of the refrigerator, pick something out, mm. and eat it right out of the refrigerator or the cupboard. <sighs> or standing, leaning against the like your kitchen island, eating a bowl of cereal, you know, mm. instead of sitting mm-hmm. down. Or walking, walking around the office. I'm always amazed at how many people are, you know, walking and eating at, at the same time. But there's a study, several studies that have looked at the difference between standing and sitting mm. when you eat. And they have found that you eat actually 5% less when you are sitting. Hmm. And other studies have looked at that we enjoy food more because mm. we're more focused. Yeah. And that we um, are much more in charge of how much we're eating because we have more focus. So if there's one thing that you do today, it's if you want a snack, that is totally great. And I say this to my kids all the time. You want a snack, that's great. The only thing I ask is that you sit down at the table and mm. eat it. Uh, and, yeah. the, and our motto is always eat off your feet. Always eat so off your feet. I love I'll it. Always eat off your feet. So they kind of have that in their head. And it's funny because they'll, again, sing song it back to me. Like, always eat off your feet, mom. Mm, darling. That, that <laughs> so, so, uh, so cute. And I have mantras like that in the book. So you can use those, too, with yourself and the kids because it sticks in your head as they, those kind of mantras. Yeah. And... I- Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because I'm thinking about this whole stand up while you eat thing or sit down while you eat. I, I 
listen, I do a lot of things wrong because I'm so on the go and always doing a million things at one time. So when it comes to eating, I would probably break a lot of the rules. However, (laughs) I must say, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I don't really stand up and eat much. And I think I think it's because I'm too lazy. (laughs) <laughs> like flat out. <laughs> I just think I'm too lazy to like stand and eat. Um, Do you sit at a table? Do you sit at a table though? Yeah, often. Yeah. Yeah. But while yeah. I'm working, I'm going to be real. Okay. So yeah. because I'm either like, because I often work from either the kitchen table or even in my office, like it's, 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 it's like an, uh, a guest apartment type thing. So I'll sit at the mm-hmm. table there, sometimes at the kitchen island um, Mm -hmm. working and then I'll sit and eat there but almost always while I'm working until the evening meal and then that I may be sitting with my family but but usually during the day if I have like and I'm I'm, you know I'm trying to do more of the like the the closed frame window more of like intermittent fasting type stuff lately so Mm -hmm. but but almost always I'm sitting and working at the same time so what do you say about that Dr. Albers? Well, you know, one of the things that was uh, like a needle mover for me was, you know, and I, I work a lot too at a desk. I'm sitting at my desk mm. and get just hundreds of emails a day. So sure. one of the things that I did that was super easy and simple but took some conscious effort to do was I swivel away from my computer screen. Mm, so sure. when I eat my lunch, like mm-hmm. literally I turn my desk, um, turn my chair the opposite way so that I'm not facing it. Because if I do, I will see those emails pop up and mm. it will completely distract me. And I also have to turn off my laser because, and I there's a study that actually talked about this, that people who had their phone at the table, but it was even off and like in their bag, it mm-hmm. still was distracting. But mm. the sound of that ding, yeah. all of a sudden my mind is no longer on what I'm eating. It's, I wonder mm-hmm. who that was. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they want. And it completely takes me out of the moment. So swiveling away from the desk and um, the other mantra is when you eat, just eat. Okay. I love that because the truth is, the truth is when I am eating, when I'm working, I'm not eating mindfully. My mind is distracted and I'm sure I'm eating faster. I'm sure I'm, you know, not like slowly eating and and digesting as, as well as I could be. I could be overeating or even under eating because I'm just distracted, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And one other tip I want to make sure that I tell people about, because it's an easy one, mm-hmm. and people like, and they're supposed by, is about red plates. So there mm-hmm. was a study that looked at red versus white versus blue plates, mm-hmm. and they found that people eat the least off of red plates because when we see the color red, we automatically stop or slow down because <laughs> oh our minds are wired to respond to red. Like if we approach a stoplight, we don't think to ourselves, okay, I need to stop. We just do it. It's so programmed into our lives. So if we are eating off a red plate, or then that, and I've read napkins as well, um, it, it's very helpful in terms of slowing you down on a very unconscious automatic level. So that's, you know, my clients always get their red plates and um, talk about how important it is for them to do that, and it's, it's almost become a little bit of a ritual too, you know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they get out their red plates. But um, hmm. psychologically, there's several studies that look at uh, red plates being um, really impactful. 
red plates. Well, that's got to be hard to find, <laughs> right? You know, really. you know, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I just, um, usually people just kind of look around and they, they find red plates pretty easily on, on Amazon. Yeah. So that would be an easy shift for, for people to make. It doesn't require a lot of effort. That would be so cool if you had red plates that had eating my eat mindfully on them that you could sell. <laughs> I would buy it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Right. Definitely. I do have some plates that have mantras on them. And yeah. so that um, they're, they're not red, but mm-hmm. um, they have on them uh, eat mindfully and other uh, the five S's of like savor, mm. um, enjoy. So just messages on them to help people to remember to be in a mindful mind and mindful space when they eat. It makes such a difference. It really, really, really does. I must say when I slowed down my eating, I felt, I felt so much better. I feel like post meal when I really slow down my eating. Plus, plus I'm always making sure I take my digestive enzymes, honestly, because that Mm -hmm. really, really helps with the digestion. But, um, I feel like that, um, it really, really helped with just that bloated feeling. Um, mm-hmm. You know how you just feel like, oh gosh, what did I just do, right, after a meal? But when you yeah. slow it down and you are more mindful about what you're doing, I really think that post-meal bloating, discomfort is is better. Right, yes. Yeah. So one of the other terms that I use throughout the book is about feeling regretful and spelled regret with F-U-L-L. Oh, right. Because when, sometimes we get to that point where we're overly full, obviously, and we feel re- regretful. Oh, and my gosh. So, that's so good. Yeah. And the other the other term that I use is snacksidents, making sure that we don't fall into snacksidents, <laughs> that accidentally over, and that happens quite a bit, is we overeat unintentionally those snacks. And yeah. one of the acronyms I have in the book and actually, if you go to my um, uh, fan page for yeah. Facebook or my Instagram, people can get a download of this. And it's the acronym SNACKS, so very easy to remember. Nice. S stands for slow down. Great. N stands for notice your hunger mm. on a scale from 1 to 10. And mm. in deciding, so it's intentionally choosing a snack that mm. is going to either to meet that hunger, do you need to meet um, a small snack or a large snack? A is ask yourself what are your options. C is choose thoughtfully, and K and K is my favorite is kindness. Would the snack be treating my body kindly? Kindly. Mm. Would it be eating mindfully? So that's I a little acronym. It. When you are going to have a snack, to think about, think through for a moment to help you to make a really intentional choice and avoid those snacks again. Oh my goodness. Snacksidents. We all do it. We really we do. do. My goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so we on, we have only just a few minutes left, Dr. Albers, and I want to make sure that we hear where people can follow you. So will you just give us your, where can they find you on social media first? So they can go to Instagram and it's mm-hmm. Dr. Dr. Susan Albers. So Dr. Susan Albers. Mm-hmm. Is my Instagram, and then on Facebook, uh, if they just put in my name, my fan page will will come up. Great. Um, if they're interested in the book, they can go to Amazon. And mm-hmm. the good news is is that our book bonuses are still available until December awesome. 30th. Oh, good. And so people can still get those. And 
there is an awesome, awesome 28-day mindful eating program that can jumpstart you every day for 28 days. I send you a one-minute video. So super simple. This is the book bonus. And it's kind of like the ones that I told you about in this program that gets people started on this program. So it's great. It's a fantastic time to start it. Okay, it is. It's the perfect time to start it. So it's basically a, a 28-day jumpstart program. So you get a video mm-hmm. every day for 28 days, just kind of help you along the mindful eating process. Right, exactly. And they can just go to Amazon, and there's a link to the bonus page that they just send their receipt to me, and the bonuses will come to them. Okay, great. So they just do that on Amazon, and that's where, when they order the book, they'll get the bonuses? If they order the book, on, uh, they can find the the link where they will send their receipt, or they can go to my website. There's another way that they can find it, or if they go on my Instagram, there's links they can find okay, the link to the bonuses. Just just about every on all of those different sites. Oh my gosh! Okay, but only until the thirtieth. So it, that offer is expiring really soon. Oh my god! Okay, and then what is your website? My website is eatingmindfully.com. Okay, eatingmindfully.com. And I know you mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, Dr. Albers, but you also work at Cleveland Clinic, correct? Seeing patients. I do. I do. I see patients in my office every day, which has given me wonderful inspiration for these books because the Mm. stories I tell are real. They are Mm. real stories. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. That's so, so, so wonderful. Um, Well, we are all super fortunate to have experts like yourself out there just, you know, taking all of the all of the learnings that you have from your private practice and and you know, culminating that into books that we can all benefit from. Um, and, and really, you know, like I said, the work that you do is so amazing. There isn't really, I think, the type of approach out there that people can incorporate, but you can incorporate this with anything that you're doing dietary wise. And it's mm-hmm. so good to take that, that mindfulness piece to wherever you're at with your eating, right? And 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 I think it can just enhance and only help you to grow and to be better um, in your health and wellness journey. Absolutely. Like I said, for, for many people, this mindful eating approach is just a game changer. It has mm. moved the needle at, at, for the first time after years and years of struggle. And so mm. I walk people through the kind of the, those success stories of people really making a change and a turnaround after years and years of right. struggling. And I sit with people and it's, it's you know, their stories are heartbreaking of mm. how much of a struggle it's been. So well, um, I, I think it works. It shows though, it really, really does show. And, and I've spent time with you, um, you know, and conferences and things. And it's so obvious that you truly deeply care and you care about your patients and you care about the work that you're doing. And, and I think that that really, really comes through. And, and so people get great results. It is life changing. And, and that guidance that you provide, um, you know, it has, it has changed a lot of lives and like you can see it in the stories and the testimonials. So I really encourage everybody to get out there, um, eatingmindfully.com and, um, you know, the new book, amazing. Love the title, Hanger Management. Everybody <laughs> needs to have that for sure because we can all relate. But also the Eating Mindfully. I mean, I can speak to that 
and so can hundreds and hundreds, if not maybe thousands by now of others Mm -hmm. um, to this book. So do follow Dr. Albers. Do stay in touch with what she's doing because it will enhance your lives, the lives of your family. Um, And and just want to thank you, Dr. Albers, for joining us and and speaking to our community today. Once again, we really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. And I would encourage people, you know, to send me their stories or feedback because you said about caring. I do. I read every email. I get emails from all around the world. Wow. And every single one, some, that sometimes they just bring me to tears. And so Aww. I'll encourage anybody who's listening and, you know, reads the book and wants to, you know, give me some feedback or send an email about how much changed their lives, please Amazing. do because I will read it. That's so huge that you read all the emails. Well, mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, really appreciate it. And um, thanks again for spending time with us. Best of luck with your new book, Hanger you. Management. And um, I look forward to following all the great work you're doing and perhaps having you back on the show again in the future. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You are so welcome, Dr. Albers. Happy New Year to you and your family. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. And everyone, I will see you back here next Friday, 2 p.m. Thanks for spending this hour with me. Everyone have a great weekend and be well. Take care. Bye-bye.